So everybody stand for just a moment, if you would. Y'all doing okay today? Good, good, good. So glad to be back from our vacation. We were out last week and uh, went to Punta Cana and the Dominican Republic. is beautiful down there. and Had a good time and uh, uh, appreciate the Sissels for being here and filling in while we were gone. I know they were a blessing to you, so. All right, let's pray. Father, we thank you for your goodness, your mercy. We thank you for the word of God that as it goes forth, it'll be a blessing to those that hear it, believe it, receive it, and consistently act upon it. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Let's open to Psalm 103. Psalm 103, if you would. This being Memorial Day weekend, of course, tomorrow's Memorial Day. You know, it's a time we remember all of the brave soldiers who have died in battle defending our nation. Uh, You know, it's important that we remember them and honor them in their service. Uh, You know, it's not a day, it's not a weekend of revelry. It should be a weekend of mourning and uh, seriousness. You understand that? Yet this nation has made a picnic out of this weekend and made it more about hamburgers and hot dogs than than remembering the blood that has been spilled on the battlefield so that you and I can be uh, free. You know, having been out of the country this last uh, week, I tell you what, there's no place like the United States. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a wonderful place to be, but, but it's that way because brave men and women have sacrificed, their families have sacrificed, and And uh, they've given their lives, you know, on the battlefield for us so that we can have this great nation. So it is important to remember, remember them and remember that tomorrow is a day of mourning and and not a day of partying and celebrating. Please, please remember that. okay? I believe that's important to the Lord that we remember very solemnly what tomorrow is all about. it's also important that we remember God. Uh, title in this message today, Remember. There's some things we need to remember. Uh, it's real easy to forget. In Psalm 103, verse 2, the Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Forget not, well, forget not. We could say it this way, remember. Remember all His benefits. How many of you know that God has many benefits? He he really does, and, and you don't want to forget His benefits. You want to remember them. You can only take advantage of things that you remember. I, remember. I remember teaching school for all those years, and again and again I would have students on review day. They would you know, have the information, we'd review and whatnot. And then the next day when the test was, they would get in on the test, and, and again and again you know, they'd hand the test in, and they'd... Say, so, you know, I just, I knew that information yesterday, but today I, I, I forgot it, you know. Well, you know, information doesn't do you any good unless you remember it. Is that, is that right? And so, uh, forget not, or, or we could say it this way, remember all of his benefits. Now, and then it lists some here, who forgives all your iniquities, all your sins. That's a good deal, isn't it? Who heals all your diseases. That, that's a good deal too, isn't it? 
He redeems your life from destruction. He crowns you with loving kindness, tender mercies. He satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. So God has many benefits. We need to remember them. And uh, we need to remember God. You know, it's a dangerous thing to forget God. Dangerous thing to forget Him. Notice Psalm 9, verse 17. Notice Psalm 9, verse 17. says this, The wicked shall be turned into... Into where? Into where? That's in the Bible, isn't it? How many of you know there's a hell, isn't there? Oh yeah, there's a heaven. There's also a hell. said the wicked will be turned into hell... And all the nations that what? That what? That forget God. Is it possible to forget God? Oh, yeah, yeah. We're living in a very unique time. We're living and we're watching the United States forget God. We're watching that. We're living in it. Did you, did you realize that? We're living in, in, in a very interesting time for this nation over the last many years, and it's just it's, it's compounding and seemingly getting worse. The nation as a whole, I don't mean everybody, but, but as a whole, is forgetting God. We, we need to remember God, and this nation is, is, is forgetting God, and it's very sad. It's, it, it grieves my, my, my spirit to watch it happening right before our very eyes. You know, uh, in fact, two cases in point that I wanted to share with you. I got this in an email from Focus on the Family. And it shows how the nation is forgetting the Lord. You know, chaplains, you know what a chaplain is, don't you? It's a, a military, uh, someone in the military, a minister that is in the military. And they have, uh, chaplains have found their biblical views in direct conflict with the current administration, the presidential administration's policies favoring open homosexuality in the military. One of these chaplains was told by superiors to get in line or resign. Another was threatened with early retirement and then reassigned. And a senior chaplain was stripped of his authority over a chapel after he declared it off limits for same-sex marriages. You know, you know... Same-sex marriages. I also noticed that just the other day, a, a judge in, I think it was Pennsylvania, struck down the ban on same-sex marriage there. And uh, just like one state right after another is accepting same-sex marriage. You know, uh, it's very sad that that's happening in this nation. I said that it's very sad that this nation is, is accepting homosexuality. It's very sad. Very, very sad. You know, homosexuality is not an alternative lifestyle. It, it's sin. Did you know that? And I didn't make that up. God, God has said that. It's so simple. You can see it in the Word of God. And uh, this nation, that's one way that the nation is, is forgetting God. Did you know that one of the sins that comes to the forefront right before the judgment of God comes to a nation is the nation as a whole accepts homosexuality and condones it? Uh, we're not here to beat anybody up. We're not here to put anybody down, but we are here to look at the truth of the Word of God. I know something relevant to our city. Just uh, a week or so, a couple weeks ago, uh, the Rams uh, drafted the uh, first homosexual, uh, openly homosexual player in the 
in, in the NFL. Now, when that happened, it seems like the city as a whole is just, just, you know, just, just accolading that, happy about that. I know the news media came and they had a big, big uh, celebration. And uh, now, now, folks, that that man. We, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't persecute him. We shouldn't throw stones at him. We shouldn't put him down. And Can you say amen? But we shouldn't accolade that lifestyle. And this, this city should not be celebrating that. Can, can anybody say amen? Said so the city shouldn't be celebrating that. We ought to be weeping in tears. It's sad. It's sad. It's sad you know? It's sad. And I'm not against the person. I don't know the person. I'm, I'm not against the Rams. I'm not, but what I am against is, is I'm against, I'm a, we're against sin, you know. Because the wages of sin is what? Death. And uh, so the nation is, is, is forgetting God. And that's just one example of it, you know. We, we shouldn't be accolading same-sex marriage. We, we should be, be, be sad and, and crying out against the sin of that. You, you understand that? Y'all okay? Y'all all right? Uh, another thing that came from Focus on the Family, two chaplain candidates attending a government-run training class were mocked by their instructor for their views on evolution, homosexuality, and salvation. See, they didn't believe that we've come down from a monkey. They believe that we came down from Adam and Eve. That's what I believe. And uh, they had these views, these chaplains. They were uh, against the sin of homosexuality. And, and again, around here, we don't just pick on one sin. How many of you know being a gossip, that's sin too? Is that right? Is that right? Is that right? And, and, and be, you know, there's, there's not just homosexuality. There's, there's a lot of sins. And, but uh, nonetheless... These chaplains were against evolution. They were they were against evolution, against homosexuality, and and they believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for salvation. And 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 as they took that stand, they were mocked by their instructor and then lectured that they didn't belong in the military if they intended to hold to these beliefs. These candidates were also ordered not to use Jesus' name or quote from the Bible. One of them resigned from the program and the other was threatened with termination. See, the nation is forgetting God. And it's a dangerous thing to forget God. Now, what I want to do in the remaining time that I have is, is just talk, talk about uh, right now. Let's look at the two main things that cause a person to forget God. The two main things that cause people to forget God and the first one is this, not, regular, not regularly keeping his word before us and practicing it. And you know as well as I do, uh, if you don't keep something in front of you, it's real easy to forget it, isn't it? If you don't keep something in front of you, if you don't, if you, you know, and particularly if you, you, you don't do it. Did you know the more you do something, typically the better you get at it? Is that right? And, and how many of you, if, if you're like me, if you haven't done something for a while, you know, uh, then when you go back to it, you're, 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 you're rusty. Is that right? You're rusty. Right? Now, now Pastor Diane, we, her and I went kayaking in, in the Caribbean Sea this last week. Now I've never been kayaking, but she's. Have you ever kayaked? She kayak. Well, she she's she's canoed. They both start with a K or a C or I don't know what. Anyway, and so we 
they say same sound. So we got in the kayak out there, and and so we're, you know, you're right. She sat in the front, I, or she sat in the back, I sat in the front, and right, left, right, left. So we barely got off the shore, and and two of the, two of the two two of the people that lived down there, I guess they were coming in. Where were we? Dominican Dominican Republic. Two of those those guys came in, and they ha 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 ha, hey 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 hey. We looked over at it and said, they said, uh, you, you, you're sitting in that thing backwards. So we were, we were going out, you know. But my wife should have known better than that. You know, she should have known better than that. But she hadn't done it in a while, so she was rusty. So if you don't see, keep something up in front of you, you, you tend to forget it. Is that right? Is, is that right? You tend to forget things. And so if you don't keep the Word of God, it's no different with the Word of God. If you don't keep the Word of God in front of you, 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 you forget it. And uh, uh, notice James 1, verse 22. James 1, verse 22. Let's just read here. Be doers of the Word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Notice, be doers of the Word. Well, to be doers of the Word, you're going to have to keep it in front of you so you know what to do. If anyone's a hearer of the Word, not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. He observes himself, goes away immediately. Now watch this. He observes himself, talking about looking in a mirror. He observes himself, goes away, and then immediately what? forgets what kind of man he was. See, because he wasn't keeping it in front of him. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty, he, that's the word of God, and what? And what? And continues in it. Keeps it in front of him all times. Is not a forgetful hearer, but a what? A doer of the work or doer of the word. This one will be blessed in what he does. See, So you have to keep the word of God in front of you at all times and regularly, or you're going to Tend to forget it. Now, notice Joshua 1. Let's go over to Joshua chapter 1, verse 7. Joshua 1, verse 7 says, Be strong and courageous. This is God speaking to Joshua. That you may observe to what? To do according to all that all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may prosper wherever you go. The book of the law, talking about the word of God, shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, keep it in your mouth. You shall what? Meditate in it how often? Day and night. That you may observe what? To do according to all that's written in it. For then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. So, so in order to not forget God, you're going to have to keep his word in front of you. You're going to have to keep it in front of you on a regular basis. And not only keep it in front of you, but you're going to have to do it. And as you keep the Word of God in front of you, and as you do it, then you'll not be as likely to forget God. So, so that's one thing that causes a person, people, to forget God is they don't keep the Word of God in, in front of, of them, of themselves. And then, and then another thing that, that causes people to forget God is what I call smooth sailing. Smooth sailing. Notice Deuteronomy 8, verse 11. Smooth sailing. Deuteronomy 8, verse 11. Smooth sailing. Notice this. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God. Notice beware. So beware. Be cautious that you do not forget 
the Lord your God, by not keeping his commandments, his judgments and his statutes, which I command you today. Now watch this. Lest when you, you've eaten and are full and have built beautiful homes and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied. So th- that looks like a person that really doesn't need anything. Everything's going great. They're healthy. They got money in the bank. All is well. Smooth sailing. And notice verse 14. Then your heart's lifted up and you what? Forget the Lord. Your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Now I've watched this again and again and again over the many years. That people have sought the Lord. They got into the word of God. They kept the word of God before them. They practiced the word of God. And in the process of time, the blessing of God comes. And they get strong. They get strong in health. They get strong in wealth. And then when they're smooth sailing, smooth sailing, and you're healthy and got money in the bank, everything's going good, and then you don't need old God. And I say that all with all due respect. O-L, I didn't say O-L-D. I said O-L-E. You don't need old God. I need, I need God. I said I need God. I need Him. I need I needs Him. You, did you hear me? But I tell you what, I want to caution you today. It's, it's real easy because this is just part of what I've observed is human nature. That when everything's going smooth, when everything's going good, you, you tend to get the idea about you. Well, we just don't need God. And then it's real easy to forget Him. And you go on and enjoy your health and enjoy your wealth. And it's real easy to forget God. And then all of a sudden a bump in the road comes up. And then all of a sudden we're going to remember... Who are we going to remember? Oh, God, we're going to remember him then. Is that right? As long as things are going smooth, it's real easy to forget him. You know, we need to purpose in our hearts to remember God, especially. I I learned this as as a young boy, and and I do the best I can with this, is remember God, especially when things are going good. Remember God, especially when it looks like you don't need him. Did you hear what I just said? Remember him, remember him and honor him when, when, when it looks like you don't need him. And then I tell you what, when the bump in the road comes up and you do need him, it's a whole lot easier to get in touch with him. Did you hear what I just said? Really, I say smooth sailing. Oh, yeah, I know about smooth sailing. Now, you know, uh, uh, you know, I'm not related to the Wright brothers. You know that, don't you? And you know who the Wright brothers are? Orville and Wilbur. Is that right? And they invented something, didn't they? Or they, they discovered something. What did they discover? Flying. Is that right? And, uh, and and the reason I know I'm not related to the Wright brothers is, you know, and those of you visiting, I'm not, a, I'm not big into flying. You know, it's not one of my favorite things to do. Well, actually, I like flying. It's what could happen if, the, if you stop flying. You see what I'm saying? But, but I'm not really a big one to fly, you know. And... Uh, one time when my wife and I landed there at Lambert, St. Louis International, we were coming back from a trip or something, and we landed, and, and, and I told the lady sitting, <laughs> I told the lady sitting side of me, because my wife wouldn't sit side of me, because you see, when she, she she was sitting a few rows back on nerve medicine because she was around me, you know, <laughs> she didn't want to sit side of me. I was teasing about the nerve medicine, but uh, we landed there at. Uh, the airport, and I, I, I told the lady, once we landed and we're taxiing over to the terminal, I said to the lady, I said, you know what, this is my favorite part of the flight right here, is t- 
And, and I, you know, now you do know those airline pilots, they fly better than they drive. Now you know that, don't you? Because they'll, they'll run into airplanes on the runway, you know. But, uh, and the lady looked at me and she said, sir, she said, I, I'll tell you this much, you're not related to the Wright brothers. I said, no, 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 I'm not. And, and so when we get on the airplane, I always, you, you have cell phones, don't you? And doesn't your cell phone have an airplane mode? Well, I've got an airplane mode in, inside my body, I think. And so when we get on the airplane, I go into airplane mode. I stop talking. I can't pace anymore because they make you sit, uh, buckle up, and I'm in airplane mode. Because I'm going to trust God the whole way, every last minute. Four hours, it was four hours going to, going to the Dominican Republic, and it was four hours, 17 minutes coming back. And I know I count every last one of them, trusting God the whole way through. But this last time, I have to tell you, we got on the plane. I go into airplane mode. And the, sometimes the captains, uh, the pilots, they'll talk more than others, you know. Now, I like the ones that talk a lot. I like the ones that keep you updated. Don't you like those? Some of them just tell you, you know, it's going to be four hours, 17 minutes, and blah, blah, blah. And that's it. That's, that's the last you hear from them until they tell you you're making the final descent. Is that right? But I like the ones that talk. And so coming back, we had a guy that talked to us. And I, enjoy, I appreciate that. And so I'm sitting there. I'm in airplane mode. He comes on, this captain here. We're flying Punakana back to St. Louis, you know, four hours, 17 minutes, and so on and so forth. And he said, it's, it's going to be smooth sailing into smooth sailing into St. Louis. I said, I'm sitting there. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. And I have to confess, I did let my guard down just a little bit. Captain's on there telling us smooth sailing. He said, we have a few cumulus clouds out there. Might have a little bump here or there, but nothing major. He said, smooth sailing. And he said, use those words, smooth sailing into St. Louis. No, oh, thank you, Jesus. So we get up there and we're about, I don't know, about 15 minutes into the flight. Just going along, you know. And I let my guard down just a little bit. Next thing you know, captain here. He said, there's a big, massive supercell thunderstorm right out in front of us. I said, what you talking about? <laughs> and so I go back into airplane mode. But then he says, but we're going to navigate around it. I said, Thank you, Jesus. We're going to navigate around it. Well, at least he told us. You know, that's just how life is, though. Sometimes there'll be smooth sailing. Right? And it's real easy. When smooth sailing, you let your guard down. You don't seek God like you should. You don't be as attentive to the Word of God as you should. Is that right? And uh, when he said there's a big supercell thunderstorm out in front, I just, all of a sudden, it got my attention. We go back in airplane mode. You know, I was praying, trusting God. And you know what? <laughs> and he navigated around it. You know, God will help you navigate around the affairs of life, won't he? I'm glad he navigated around it. Sometimes you have to go through those things in life, you know. I'm glad we didn't go through that one, you know, on the plane. But smooth sailing, guys, you need to listen to what I'm saying here. This smooth sailing has caused a lot of people to forget God. That's one reason I think this nation is in the, in the shape that it's in, is because there's been such prosperity and such blessing and such... You know, because of the gospel that has gone out from this nation and God has blessed this nation and, and uh, the, the blessing. I mean, 
how many of you, you just go home to your, your water faucet, you turn the water faucet on, and you just drink right out of the faucet? Is that right? Right? You can't do that in the nation that we were in. They tell you, don't drink out of the, don't drink the tap water. Don't drink the tap water. It'll make you sick. That's what they tell you right now. They don't tell you that when you're booking the vacation. They don't tell you that until you're on the bus driving to the resort, you know, and you're driving in the bus and the, the guy comes on and, and he says, now, you know, welcome and all of that. He says, but we want to tell you, don't drink the water. It'll make you sick. And so I'm thinking, well, I hope we got bottled water. So they had bottled water. So don't drink the tap water. You know, it's a blessing in this nation that we've got tap water we can drink. Is that right? So don't, so don't, let, don't drink the tap water. And so I kept warning Pastor Diane when we'd brush our teeth. Because we, we, you know, how many of you, when you brush your teeth, you just put the brush right under the, right under the, you, you don't do that down there. You take the bottle of water and you, you dump it on your toothbrush. So we had our bottle of water in there and we'd dump it on the toothbrush. And then when you take a shower, you know, you get the water. You don't want to get it in your mouth. So, you know, I'm in there taking a shower and Pastor Diane's listening to me. go, <laughs> You know, the water, you, 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 you close your mouth, close, you know. Oh, yeah. We have <laughs> the, guy, the travel agent down there said that sometimes they get people who won't take showers for a whole week because they don't want any of them amoebas crawling in their system. But said it's okay to shower, just don't get it in your mouth. So, you know, I'm in there going... We, we got a lot of good things here in the United States, folks. But you get that blessing, that blessing is real easy to forget God. So don't let that smooth sailing get to you. What's two ways you can forget God? Number one is not keeping his word in front of you. And number two is the smooth sailing. So let's, let's conclude here. Let's conclude here. Three ways to help us remember God and his word. Three ways, three things to help us remember God and his word. All right, three things. Are you ready for this? If you're taking notes, you want to write these down. First of all, some memory triggers. Memory triggers. You know what a memory trigger is? Uh, how many of you remember It's a Wonderful Life? Remember, what, what was uh, George Bailey, his uncle, what was his name? Does anybody remember? Uncle Billy. Remember that? And he, he'd put something on his finger to help him remember. What was it? String. And then he'd have a string on the other finger to remember, to look at the string on the other finger, right? He, yeah, he was weird. Yeah, he, he was pretty weird. But, uh, yeah, he lost some money, didn't he? Did anybody remember how much money he lost? 8000 Now, you say, well, eight, that, that's a lot of money today. But back then, what, maybe 100000 today, that's a lot of money, you know? But he'd have memory triggers. And, and, you know, we ought to have memory triggers. In the Bible, you can see, remember when they crossed the Jordan River? Remember God told them to put stones out there? To remember that he that he parted the Jordan farm. Remember that? Is that correct? And, and you know, we're going to receive communion here in a few moments. And you know what the bread, it's, it, it, you know, I say this with all due respect, but the bread is a memory trigger. You, I use it as a memory trigger. It reminds me that this represents what? The body of Jesus. And the juice represents what? The, the blood. See? God's given us some memory triggers, you know, like stickets. I'll, I'll put stick. You know what stickets are? How many remember stickets? You ever use those anymore? I, well, I'll put stickets on things and write little notes to keep keep uh, remind me of things. 
Notes on her refrigerator. Pastor Diane, you know, she, she writes down notes, makes notes ever since I've known her. She's made notes, and that, that way we don't forget things. I know that uh, after we got married, June the 24th, 1989, we get married, her and me. And on the, uh, later in the afternoon, after uh, we'd been married, she said, now look inside your ring. And so I looked inside my ring, and she has the date that we got married in there. It says, I love you, Terry. And then the date that we got married. See, it's a memory trigger. So if I ever forget to date, I just look inside a ring. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? But now I lost, I've lost 60 pounds. And uh, over the last uh, six months or so. And so I had to have the ring downsized. And so the people that downsized it, they got a little carried away and they downsized it a little too far. And so I have a dickens of a time getting it on, and it's almost impossible to get off. And so when we were coming back from our vacation, I didn't wear the ring because I didn't want to get at the security and be walking through the, you know, and take, I can't get the ring off, and then they don't let me out of the country. I can see Pastor Diane getting on the plane without me, and I'm trying to get my ring off. I, I think I just cut my finger off, you know, just come back to the United States. I can't get this puppy off. I have to use some... Uh, Lotion or Vaseline. Oil. You got any anointing oil here? I can't get it off. That's all right. But believe me, it says, what was it? June 24, 89. 25 years. My goodness, you deserve an award. (laughs) No. Living with me all those years. Wow. Great, great wife. Great marriage. So realize, say, memory triggers. And then look at John fourteen twenty six. Memory triggers help you remember. And then here, here's someone else will help you remember. If you have trouble remembering things. John fourteen twenty six. The Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to what? Your remembrance, all things that I said to you. So he'll remind us of the Word of God. But you notice something here. You have to put the Word of God in you before he can remind you of it. You need to understand that. He said he'll remind you of things that Jesus has said unto us. So say memory triggers. The Holy Spirit. And then finally, the fish. You say, what do you mean the fish? Do you remember Jonah? How many of you remember Jonah? And did the word of the Lord come to him and tell him to go do a certain thing? Yeah. And did he go do something just the opposite? Yeah. And and when he was on that ship going away from what God told him to do, there was a great storm out on the sea. And the the, the people on the boat, what did they eventually do to Jonah? They threw him overboard. And then notice in Jonah 1.17, notice this. Jonah 1.17, now the Lord had prepared a great fish to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. See, God has provided the Holy Spirit to remind us of things. Plus, the Holy Spirit does a whole lot of other stuff for us, too. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. But I've learned this over the years. If you won't listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, it's a whole lot better deal to listen to the Holy Spirit. But if you won't listen to the Holy Spirit, then God can prepare a fish. He prepared a fish for Jonah. 
and Jonah went into the belly of the fish, was there three days and three nights. And in the process of time, Jonah begins to pray and cry out to God. Notice Jonah 2, verse 7. Notice Jonah 2, verse 7. Notice this. So when my soul fainted within me, I what? I, I remembered the Lord. Isn't it a whole lot better deal to, to rely on the Holy Spirit and be obedient than to be disobedient and wind up in the belly of the fish? Is that right? But if you won't listen to the Holy Spirit, guess what? God will prepare fish for you. Something in life that will cause you to remember Him. And that's what happened here. And Jonah, remember the Lord. He said, my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. He said, I'll sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. No doubt he had forgotten perhaps a vow that he had made to the Lord earlier. Has anybody ever said, Lord, get me out of this. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'll say whatever you tell me to say. Has anybody ever done that? Then you get out of the situation and then time goes on. You forget you don't do what you promised the Lord you would do. Well, if we do that, God can prepare a fish. He can prepare a circumstance. He can cause things to happen in your life so that you'll get to a place where you will Remember him. And that's what happened with Jonah, where the Lord came to him, said, go to Nineveh. That great city cried against it, and and Jonah went the other way. So he wound up in the belly of the fish, and there he remembered the Lord. And then the fish uh, vomited him out onto the dry ground. And then the word of the Lord came to him a second time, said, go to Nineveh, cry out against it. And he went into Nineveh, he cried out against it. But it took that fish to get him to remember God. Now, I tell you what, I'm going to say it again. Let's, let's rely on the Holy Spirit. Let's don't wait for a fish to come up. Is that right? Can you say amen to that? You know, uh, I want to just tell you this. I learned this on vacation. I took a book with me on vacation about the Old Testament prophets. And I was studying that while we were on vacation. And I learned something about Jonah that, that, that I just think is interesting that I never knew before. All these years of studying about the prophets, and I, and I missed this. It's interesting. Do you ever wonder why Jonah went into Nineveh and he cried out and that whole city from the king to the creature repented at his preaching? Do you ever wonder about that? I mean, here he goes in there and he cries out. He says, he said, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. And, and, and from the king down to the creature, everybody repents. King's got everybody sitting in sackcloth and ashes. Nobody's eating or drinking. Total repentance. This man walks in and says, yet 40 days and Nineveh shall be destroyed. Did you ever wonder why that whole city came to attention and repented? Did you ever wonder? I think I found the answer. I was studying this last week, and it's interesting that Nineveh, one of the gods, their main god that they worshipped was Dagon. And Dagon was, was a false god, but, but, but nonetheless, they, they had this god that they worshipped that was half man and half fish. And, and as you get into it, you study about Dagon, actually it was, it was a fish, it was a man coming out of a fish. That's the god that they worshipped. And so they worshipped a God that was a man coming out of a fish. So God, in his sovereignty, spoke to Jonah, knowing Jonah would... How many of you know God knows the end from the beginning? Knowing that, knowing that Jonah would disobey him, and that Jonah... So Lord, the Lord prepared a fish. Jonah winds up in the belly of the fish. In the process of time, he, the fish comes up, on the dry, comes up you know, on the shore. And Jonah, the man, comes up, what? Out of the fish? 
No doubt probably somebody saw that or people saw that or Jonah went in and shared his testimony. And so here you got a man coming up out of a fish going into a city that believed in a God that, that was a man coming out of a fish. And here you got a man coming. Think about that. You don't see that every day, a man coming up out of a fish, do you? And so a man, so a man comes up out of a fish, goes in there and says, yet 40 days and then if it shall be overthrown. Got everybody's attention. Is that right? From the king down to the creature, everybody's repenting. Is that, isn't that cool how God worked that out? You know why God does that? Because God loves people. You know, we talked about homosexuality at the beginning. You know, God loves homosexuals. You know, he does. He, lo- he loves people. He just hates the sin because sin, sin draws his judgment. And, and God doesn't like judging people. But didn't you think that was neat about Jonah? It's worth coming to church just to hear that. So let me just tell you. Listen to the Holy Spirit so God doesn't have to prepare a fish. Can you say amen? So I've talked to you today just a few moments about remembering some things. Let's remember the, the soldiers who have given their lives for this nation. Let's remember, more importantly even than that, let's remember God, our Heavenly Father. Maybe there's some things you need to remember today. Take a moment before we receive communion. What is it that you need to remember today? Do you need to remember God? Do you need to remember? What do you need to remember? Jesus said, remember Lot's wife. Why would he say that? What did Lot's wife do? She looked back. Maybe you're living in the past too much. Remember Lot's wife. Let's learn from the past, but you can't live there. What do you need to remember today? The Bible said, remember the words of the Lord Jesus Christ, that it's more blessed to give than to receive. Maybe you need to remember that it's more blessed to be a giver than a receiver. Maybe you need to remember that today. The Bible says, remember the poor. The Bible says, remember the persecuted Christians as if chained with them. Maybe that's what we need to remember today. Maybe you need to remember to be nice to your spouse. Or nice to somebody. Maybe you need to remember to share the gospel with someone. But certainly we must remember what Jesus did for us on the cross. Can you say amen? And so with that in mind, we're going to receive communion. Ushers, pass the communion out as quickly as you can. While they're doing that, let's put 1 Corinthians 11 verse 23 up. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 23. While they're passing the communion out, go ahead and do that as quickly as you can. Notice what the Bible says, I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night which he was betrayed took bread. When he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it, eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in what? Remembrance of me. In the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, this is the cup of new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in what? In remembrance of me. So while they pass out the communion, just when it goes by, take a piece of bread, take a cup of juice. And while they do that, let me just exhort you. Maybe there's something in your life that shouldn't be there. This is a good time to confess it before the Lord. Repent of it and confess it. See, this communion meal is for Christians. Now, if you're here and you don't, if you're in, here in this room and you don't know Jesus, if you've never made him the Lord of your life, then what I always tell people.